Hello. I'll just move this. I need a lot of room. Are you alright? It's nice to be here this morning. It was quite interesting that you said a knight in shining armour. We're going to be talking about armour this morning. I thought you were going to say a good looking prince from over the hill. Uh, It's great to be here this morning on your anniversary. I can remember when I started going out with Carol, uh, the anniversary was a big highlight in your calendar. Uh, And I guess it still is. And everybody used to buy something new. And Carol used to buy something new every anniversary. When we got married, we stopped that. (laughs) It got a little bit expensive. But it is nice to see that some of you have made an effort this morning. Um, So just turn to the person to the left and right and say, you look nice. That's good. I suppose um, when the weather's like this, um, most of us, we get up in the morning, look out the window, and you think, what shall I wear today? Anybody think that? Yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it? And you look at your, your vast array of stuff that you've got in your wardrobe, and you think, what can I put on? Is it going to rain? Is it going to be sunny? Is it going to stay nice? What shall I wear? And it's always a bit of a dilemma. But all of you have managed to find something to wear this morning. And you know, the Bible talks about us wearing something, but it's not just ordinary clothes. He talks about, God talks to us about wearing armour. And I wonder this morning, have you put your armour on? Have you put your armour on? So I'm just going to look at the armour of God. Um, If you remember the reading that Julie read so well, can anybody remember what the first word was, apart from Julie? Finally, yeah. It's as though Paul's saying, whatever else you do, don't forget to do this. Finally. And you know, Paul wants us to put armour on because, believe it or not, we are in a battle. Put your hand up if you've been in a battle over the last 12 months. I guess that's most of you. The news is, you're either in a battle, you've been in a battle, or there's a battle going to face you. That's what the the Christian life is a battle. And when you've got through one battle, there's another one around the corner. But if we put the armour on, God will get us through it. God is able to get us through all the battle. That's why he tells us about this armour. So I just want to unpack a little bit of this armour this morning. And with the help of several people, some volunteers that you don't know who you are yet, and some volunteers who do know who you are. Can you just put your hand up if you've been given a reading to read, and then I know who these people are. That's great. I will try to tell you, and all this should work seamlessly, uh, like clockwork. And I think, it, is it Phil up there who's helping with the... Thank you, Phil. With the PowerPoint. Right. Let's start. Yes. I'll say about the glasses. You know, when you get older... Things move further away. Have you found that? I do. So I have to wear glasses. And apparently it's not your eyesight that goes, it's the muscles in your eyes. So that's not so bad. So the first bit of armour that we're wearing is, if you could just put on Phil, the belt. The belt of truth. Now what I thought I would do this morning, instead of getting all the stuff, the original stuff, I would get the modern equivalents. Okay. That was a belt of truth. Now I'll see if I can find a belt. This is the nearest thing I can find. <clears throat> now I need a volunteer. Or I shall have to ask for a volunteer. Who? A slim one. A slim one. That goes around me twice. 
Can I have a, one, of my, one of you guys at the back? Daniel, where are your sons like, to help me? Josh? Where is he? Good, Josh. Well done, Josh. I think this will go on, yeah? I've already got one. You just put that on. This is the belt of truth. Now, does anybody know why the Roman soldiers wore a belt? Don't say to keep the trousers up, because they didn't have trousers in those days. Why did they wear trousers? Why did they, why did they wear a belt? It was something to put weapons in. It was one of the reasons they wore the belt, was to put weapons in. And you can just see, there's no weapons in that yet. Unfortunately, we can't see the belt because it's hidden it. Can you just let them see it a little bit? I know it's spoiling your, your, your look, but... That's it. So that's the belt. It was to, it was to put weapons in. So it was, it was a functional belt. It was to put weapons in. But it had another reason. And not many people realise what the second and the most powerful reason for wearing this belt was. Gird up your loins, or in the New International Version, it says, tuck your cloak in your belt. Right? No, do you not have to do that? I want to write. So if you had a long flowing garment on, obviously you decided not to wear it this morning, but if you had a long flowing garment on, you would tuck it in your belt so you could run. And that was the other reason that the Roman soldiers wore the belt, so they could tuck the garments in so they could actually run and move properly. And the Bible talks about the belt of truth. So what, what can we learn from this? Well, you know, if we want to be the people that God wants us to be, we have to be a people of truth. We have to be people of integrity. You know, in the workplace, in our neighbourhood, and at the school, or wherever we are, we have to show integrity. 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 Thank you. Integrity, I'll say it again. In all that we do. We have to be people of truth because there's so much out there that's not truthful. You don't know what you believe on the newspaper, in the newspapers, we don't know what to believe on TV. We have to show people that we are people of truth. And if we are people of truth, we have integrity. And we have credibility. And the world needs to see people with integrity. Okay, don't go away. You're all standing there. You don't need to sit down or anything here. Good. Okay, can we have the next one, please? The next one is the breastplate. The breastplate of righteousness. Thank you. Righteousness. Just hold those thoughts. I'll try and unpack them in a minute. I need somebody a bit stronger now because I've got the modern equivalent of a breastplate. So I'm looking at Ian. Can you, can you come and help me? Good lad. I need a big one for you, I think. You're a big lad. Now this is a bulletproof vest. The original article. And I'm going to try it in a minute. Give it a go. So we need to get you in this. Which might be easier to said than done. Over your head, yeah, go, go over your head, over your head. It's quite heavy, because it's lined, and it's meant for a normal person. <laughs> We've got it somewhere in here. Okay, that goes over there. Okay, now that is a bulletproof, or a stab-proof vest. And that's, I borrowed that off a friend of mine, 
I hope he's not working this weekend. Uh, and that is the equivalent of what the, uh, the soldiers will wear. This was made of bronze, and it was lined in le- with leather. Uh, obviously to, pre- to protect from arrows, from spears, from daggers, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and this, I don't know what's actually inside this, but Ian, will, it's quite heavy, isn't it? Yeah. And if you're wearing that all day, you would get quite tired. We're only going to be for about half an hour, so you're all right, are you? <laughs> and that is supposed to be stab-proof. The breastplate of righteousness. And you know, I don't know if you could hear all those re- readings or not, because somebody was playing with the noisiest pram in the world. But, <clears throat> bless her, we have the same problem at our church, only we silence the prams. Um, but basically, what it was saying is we aren't righteous because of anything that we do. Nothing that we can do can actually make us right with God. We are righteous because of our faith in God and through what Jesus has done. And that's what makes us uh, worthy people. That's what makes us able to stand before God. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of who God is and the fact that God has made us righteous. The main part of this vest, he doesn't protect his arms at all. Have you noticed that? And neither did that. Why do you think that is? Because it wants to protect the vital organs, which is your heart and your kidneys at the back. Anything that's sort of really important is protected. And you know, the breastplate is to protect, or it reminds us, that we need to protect our heart. We need to protect our heart and our relationships with God and with other people. We've got to be very, very careful. Or care. Can you put the next one on, please, Phil? Feet fitted, and anybody got any shoes like this at all? Good. Feet fitted with the gospel of peace. You know, oh, well, in fact, I need another volunteer. I've got some equivalent big boots here, I hope. Where do you put them, Leah? Oh, there they are. These are genuine. They are army distribution, marine boots. I can vouch for that because I got these off my son-in-law who arrived in Afghanistan yesterday. And I need a volunteer. A young lady? No. Um, Who can I pick on? Do you want to put these boots on? No. Okay, Pastor, it looks like it's you. Come on, Richard. They really are comfy. They've never been worn. They're just a bit big for me, actually. I'm afraid you're going to have to take your trainers off. Just while he's, uh, he's putting his boots on. You, you, in modern day, the, those were, were actually things that people would wear. Those type of sandals. Um, and I don't know if you've ever, ever thought about what the advantage of wearing sandals was like that. But, if you didn't have sandals on your feet, you couldn't move anywhere. The ground would be so hot, there would be thorns, you don't actually need to tie them up. Unless you really only get carried away there. Uh, I don't know if you can just about see them, but those are really our boots made for all sorts of climates. They, will, they could use them in cold weather, hot weather or whatever. Uh, and th- these sandals that they had in the Roman times, if you didn't have those sandals on, they couldn't move anywhere. They could not move because the ground was so rough. 
it would be impossible for them to move anywhere. But the other thing about the sandals, and not many people know, is that they had studs on the bottom. And the studs on the bottom were to stop people from slipping. If you didn't have the studs on the bottom of these sandals, you would have slipped. You know, the gospel of peace, you're alright, I can work around you. (laughs) The gospel of peace, really, is us taking the gospel. Because people need to hear about the gospel. And we've got to be careful that we don't slip up, that we don't become a stumbling block. And that we can make a, a real stand for God. Yeah, peace. We've got peace with God. Now it doesn't mean to say in the middle of a battle, there's not going to be a battle or there's not going to be a war. It means that we will have peace in spite of the circumstances. God can give us peace in spite of the circumstances. So we can be equipped if we put on the, uh, the, sh- the shoes that God wants us to wear. Shoes that are suitable, shoes that can help us to be flexible. Those sandals were probably more flexible than those, although they're pretty comfy, aren't they? Considering they're brand new, uh, an old modern army attire has to be comfortable, and it's got to be flexible. And we have to be flexible as we go around sharing the gospel of peace with people. Okay, can we have the next one, please? Who knows what that is? That's a shield, yeah. The Bible talks about the shield of faith, and I think somebody's got a reading for me on that, whoever that is. Thank you, Peter. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed on God's commandment, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Thank you. Shield of faith. Now, I've actually got, I hope, a shield. This is actually a riot shield. I need, come on, some guys, I need a young man to come and hold this for me. Thank you. Got a volunteer at last. Feel like a riot. Right, come and hold this. I'll just move the pasta shoes. There we are. That, is, that would be about the size of that. Now the reason that um, that's got several handles on, can you work out why the other handles are on there? Well you can actually hold it that way as well, like that. Put your left hand on there, like that. Now if you could put the second slide on, if you, if you see they, what, what they used to do, the Roman soldiers, they used to protect each other and they'd go around like a turtle shell. And they would have them in different positions. So you could just pull it over your head. You could have it over your head. Or down there. Okay, or the other way. And that will be about the same size as what these would be. The shield of faith. And you know, that's what we need. We need to shield ourselves with faith. And it's the faith that makes us strong. It's faith that enables us to carry on when it gets tough. I think that was classed as the tank method. So they would all walk out together and they would be surrounded all over by the shield. And you know, that that reminds me that we need each other. We need sometimes to depend on each other's faith. You know, when we're struggling, we need somebody else's faith to help us through. We need to stand shoulder to shoulder to people who are going through difficulties so we can support them. We need to be near them and we need to make sure that we've got a good relationship and nothing can get between us. You know, it's amazing in the Christian church, things get between people. Silly things get between people. People people argue about silly things like what colour the lecture theatre should be. Things like that. 
have a good meeting next week, Peter. Um, and it's just a little gap, kind of like an hour in. And we've got to be careful that we stand close to each other. And we don't allow small things to affect our faith. And we've got to be strong for other people. Okay, the next one. The helmet of salvation. Look at that. Now I've got an equivalent helmet. Genuine army issue. My son-in-law tells me they aren't supposed to be bulletproof, but they're supposed to deflect bullets. I need a volunteer to come and wear this. Any boys or girls? If I don't get a volunteer, I'm going to have to use Beryl. <laughs> good man, good lad. This has been on a proper soldier. My problem is we're working out which way around it goes. I think it's just about your size. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think we might just have to hold that and fall off. Can you just hold it? Just hold it under there and you look cool. Uh, turn that away and then you can all see you. Look at that. Well done. The helmet of salvation. Now if you've noticed, that is slightly different to this. I don't know if you've ever studied this, but the actual helmet of salvation, that red thing that stood up was there so that these people would stand out. And the idea is if you stood out, you wouldn't shoot one another. You'd stand out. And you know, we need to make our salvation stand out, don't we? Whereas we're going to work or we're going to, to wherever we're going to be tomorrow, we should be standing out. And that's the idea of our salvation. It's not something we're supposed to keep to ourselves. It's something to make us stand out, to make us different. Has somebody got the reading on that? Thank you. Go for it. I think it's... Is it you, Harry? Have you got that one? So, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Thank you. Did we have another one? Was that it? That might have been it. Has anybody else got any readings that I've given you and I've answered it? Uh, read it. Right, can you read that one? Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and the evil. For who can govern this, your great people? Thank you. The other thing about the, the helmet is to protect our most vulnerable bit outside our heart, and that is our mind. You know, and as Christians... Our minds get attacked, don't they? We get all sorts of stuff fed into our heads that can damage our walk with God, can damage our relationship with God, our relationship with anybody else. This helmet is to protect our most vulnerable part, and that's our mind, that's our thinking. And that's so much about what we do. And the last one is the sword of the Spirit. If you could just pull that up, look at that sword of the Spirit. Which is the word of God. Now you'll notice, this, I'm just going to read for trying this in a minute, ain't they alright? <laughs> this hasn't really changed much. 
This, has, this has actually isn't an army issue, but the ones that they, they get issued with the army are just a little bit shorter than this. Uh, but other than that, it's not a lot different. You know, and that made me think about the Word of God. You know, it doesn't change, does it? It doesn't change. I've suddenly got a reading on the Word of God. Thank you. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to binding soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, Jim, can you come and help me with this? I want you to demonstrate how sharp this sword is. Can I borrow that apple? Just come here, James. Right, James. All you're going to do is slice this apple. Yeah. Back at me. That's it. No, I don't think we'll let you. We'll, we'll let you. <laughs> You're a bit too keen there. You can sit down there. Then. I was surprised how eager he was to do that. Sharper than any two-edged sword. This is the word of God. This is the most important thing in it. You know, we've got to put all the armour on to go out there in the world, but we've got to have the sword. So often, you know, Christians are on the defence all the time. And we need to be on the attack. Now, I don't mean going around upsetting people and annoying people, but we need to be brave about our faith. We shouldn't shy from it. If people are attacking the Christian faith, we need to make a stand. People in high positions need to make a stand. Uh, these days, there's so much just allowed to go through Parliament, there's so much goes on in society, and nobody says anything. We need to stand and we need to get back to God's word, don't we? God's word is the most important thing. I hope this morning, as we've thought about this, the armour of God, that you realise how important it is that you put it on each day. That you've got to have the belt on. You've got to have the breastplate. You've got to have the shoes on, and the shield, and the helmet, and the sword. Each day, Paul says you've got to get, it, get equipped each day. You will get attacked. My son-in-law, when he's out there in Afghan, they're not allowed out without putting all the stuff on. And that should be the same for the Christians, shouldn't it? We shouldn't get through the door in the morning, or maybe even out of bed, before we put the armour on, because we will get attacked. But God says, in my strength, you will have the victory. In my strength, you will overcome. Amen? You believe that? Yeah. Okay. Give these people a nice round of applause. Thank you.